0: Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a Paradox.
1: Guys, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. This is Paradox. I'm Josh. This is Paradox. I'm Jimmy.
2: We hope that everybody is having a wonderful day.
1: A beautiful spring day. This is why people moved to Austin, which brings me to South by Southwest. Which is kind of annoying. Well, yes. Most people in Austin, because I have people all the time, oh, do you go to South by South? Most of us buy groceries and bar the front door (laughs) and don't get out anytime.
2: For any of the festivals that come here.
1: Oh, yeah. It's just horrific. But it's a big deal. And they're spending a lot of money. But it's annoying on several levels. I don't like music. And that's like the second. Or movies or tech.
2: Well, all that's the first week. Music's that second week and it's like, I don't care. Live music is for the birds. I need to be in bed at 930.
1: You're like 80 and you're 34.
2: I'm 34. Uh, Well, no, I, so this was me also. I just like to be in bed even in high school. I never necessarily like to go out to parties and stuff. And now that I'm in my 30s and all of my friends have kids and everybody's at home by 7.30, I now actually feel like I was born for my 30s. (laughs) It's an amazing time with young kids because everybody's the same thing. Everybody's just hanging out at the house. So we're talking about in-laws today. When in-laws
1: become outlaws.
2: So the only reason why we're doing this shit, well, it's an important topic, but <laughs> we in-laws we were discussing uh what we should do and without having content whatsoever jimbo thinks of this title for the episode and so we're doing it because
1: I'm big picture he
2: is big picture he's a big
1: title guy um and i would say the in-law there's the four horsemen of the marriage apocalypse children sex money and in-laws they tend to be one of the four core issues that many, 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 many couples struggle with. Uh, if you are married, uh, I would say if you're married, this issue has come up to some degree. Uh, for some, it is it's on the verge of being a deal breaker. Correct. And for yeah, I've others, seen there's just like occasional, n- you know, nuisance issues. Uh, but in laws come up a lot.
2: Yeah. So this was actually an interesting conversation I got to have with my mother, your wife. Oh, that one. Uh, On zero or year zero of marriage. uh, Katie and I got married uh, the Saturday before Thanksgiving and holidays are big to Beth. We decided to, we were going to go to San Antonio for a few days and then come back, but we decided to spend Thanksgiving just in our house, maybe five miles from you guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And why was that? And oh, by the way, we're not going to be at Christmas either because we'll be out of the country. (laughs) So this was, so it's her baby boy Mm -hmm. for 27 years, Mm -hmm. um, and he now is coming up with this idea that he won't even be at the holidays. God bless her for not shooting me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But so we had, we had, trust
1: me, I had to (laughs) wrestle the firearm out of her hand.
2: We had a fairly difficult conversation because holidays are big and as they should be, you know, she's loving and she likes to take care of people and do, you know, stuff around the house for everybody. And this was kind of robbing her of that experience with her kid and new daughter-in-law. So it was a really tough thing, but I think a really important conversation to have. Because it set boundaries early, that hey from the get go. Yeah, me and Katie are kind of now independent, and we're going to kind of obviously we're going to consider your feelings and desires, but at the end of the day, make our own call. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a really important conversation to, to Which have. Which
1: your mother will actually today agree with you, just not really at the time. <laughs> but,
2: but all that was setting good boundaries, and we'll yes. get to the whole problem. And we'll solving talk to and, that
1: because yeah. that's a perfect point to be made later. Um, if you're having trouble with your in-laws, so let's say you are, and let's say that it's a, a moderate to severe issue. Uh, and if you know what, if you're one of those that you just have great in-laws, both of you just say, oh, we just love them and they love us and count your blessings, name them one by one. Absolutely. Um, but let's say that in-laws for you are an issue. And let's say they are a moderate to severe issue. There's a reason that it's, it's considered one of the four horsemen, because it, it, it divides the two shall become one. And this is one of those issues that can the one shall become two. And it's uh, very disconcerting. You know, you've separated from your family of origin, and now here is an issue that throws you right back into the family of origin. One of the major problems is that it pits, say, your spouse, if you've got a problem with your in-laws, it can pit your spouse against their parent. And we're going to talk a little more about this. Um, but, but those parents can become a wedge and we're going to talk about, I think, I think we've got 10 kind of practical steps to not let in-laws become outlaws. I hope you saw what I did there, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. before we get into that, I just want you to know that all truth be known, your in-laws are as big a problem as you and your spouse allow them to be. Unless they're living in your house, um, you you really do have sort of an emotional governor on this issue because they can come between you, or you can choose for them not to become come between you. Uh, so keep in mind, all of this is completely within your purview to control. They don't, and again, that goes back to one of the pet peeves. Man, my mother in law makes me so mad. No, she doesn't nothing makes you mad. You choose to respond in anger. And so again, you and your spouse have complete control over how much of an issue the, the in-laws are.
2: And, and before we move on, just one of the things that I see as a problem is that often they can have too much say within children. Um, again, like you said, Jimbo, you know, they might come between you and your spouse and they might have too much financial or emotional control over the family. Um, And that also can include your children. Um, And so it's, they, in-laws, if you allow them, can kind of get their tentacles within your family and absolutely disrupt everything. Um, So, It's important for us to not only acknowledge that when it is an issue, but also then seek to try to solve it.
1: Yeah. When you've got, let's say you have a parent and you grew up and it was a man, my dad or my mom was a control freak. Um, Well, that doesn't stop just because you get married. I mean, that desire, that compulsion to be in control because the way they do things is the right way, the way. And and now then they're just going to suck your little family in. Um, and, and we're not talking about, you know, from the in-laws point of view as much, but absolutely they can unless we do the 10 things that are going to be listed now. I hope they're 10. Number one, and, and, and I, I, I say this all the time until I'm, till I'm blue. Never stand between your spouse and his or her parents. Don't ever do that. Don't ever pit them against each other. And sometimes it is, I am so angry about what your mother did or about what your dad did. Uh, And now you've got to go. And you've got to go take care of this. And I'm not sure that uh, not only am I not going to hang around with your parents anymore, I'm not going to let you hang around with your parents anymore. And that is completely and totally wrong. Uh, You may be angry uh, and for very good reason. But to demand that your spouse sever their relationship with their parents is asking way, way too much. Um, Which kind of goes into number two, which is, you know, never adopt this idea that if you're the friend of my enemy, that makes you my enemy. Again, if I hate your mother, then if you don't hate your mother, too, then you're on your mother's side. You've got to hate them as much as I do. And if you're not as mad, spitting mad as I am, oh, you must be taking their side. And that, again, is a very immature and a very unfair um, position to put your spouse in. And I'm going to mention one more, and then I'll give you a couple of two or three. Always make sure that your allegiance with your spouse, is made clear. Which was your story about you and Katie on the first Thanksgiving? You made it very clear right off the bat that now, because up until this, for 27 years, when I said my family, I referred to mom, dad, brother, sister. As of today, when I refer to my family, I mean Katie. You are now my family of origin. You went from family to foo. That's family of origin. Foo Fighters. That can be the name of this episode. (laughs) You're always concerned about the name. That's radio gold. Foo Fighters. Okay. So make sure you're, I don't care what's going on, but your spouse has to know, sweetie, I'm on your side. I understand this and I am behind you, whether I'm handling it the way you want me to or not is maybe a different discussion, but I am on your side. I'm not choosing my family over you. They have to know that. And to your point with Beth, your parents need to know that, that if it comes down to whose side, well, there is no decision there. Uh, And so, give your spouse that kind of comfort and assurance by making sure they know and the parents know whose, quote, unquote, side you're on. Now, how you're going to handle the issue, that can now be up for discussion. One other quick thing, never use your children as a weapon. I know that that can be, okay. I really, uh, you know, a wife can just go, I think your dad sort of creeps me out. You know, I just, you know, I'm just not comfortable around him. Therefore, your parents cannot babysit the kids. I have no reason to believe this. I just don't like your dad. Uh, And because of that, I'm going to restrict their grandchildren's access, access to them. Now, if you have reasons and they're good and valid, okay, whatever. But don't punish your children. By by severing, and unless they're just abusive, horrible, your children are going to benefit greatly from a good relationship with their grandparents. Don't punish your children by limiting their access to their grandparents.
2: Here are a few that, and how many are you on? You're so concerned. I just have one more. You're so concerned with having 10. no, I but How know. many have you done? have four. You've done, done four. 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 You have one more. That's five. I only have four. That's nine. I'll make my last one, too.
1: Just so we can have ten. Do you think that's how God did it when it was the Ten Commandments? Oh man. Holy Spirit, come on. We've, we got <laughs> we got nine. We got nine. We got around. Come on, it up. somebody. <laughs> Jesus, pitch in.
2: No. And just <laughs> speaking not. God in that way.
1: Yeah. That is offensive.
2: So here are the here are kind of the four things as far as problem solving your in-laws that um I'd love for you guys to to consider. The first is uh always be okay with disappointing them and really just get comfortable with it. Uh, And by the way, Jimbo's making me do always or never. I didn't actually include that in mine, so forgive me. Uh, I wanted to go
1: with thou (laughs) shall not, but it's kind of taken.
2: Yeah. Uh, So always be okay with disappointing them, and in fact, get comfortable with it, because it's going to happen. Not that we should purposely seek out to disappoint them, but by their very nature of being in relationship with someone, there's going to be disagreements. There's going to be calls that have to be made that the other person, the in-laws in this case, does not like. And we've got to go, all right. And we've got to take a deep breath and be okay with that. So be okay with disappointing them. Next, um, always make decisions independently of how you believe your in-laws will respond. A lot of people can be controlled with, what they believe, it's an assumption, kind of goes back to the stink stinking thinking cognitive distortions in some way last week, but what we perceive as their reaction, we then are controlled by that in our decisions. And so we have got to learn to make decisions independent of how we believe they'll respond. Uh, next always handle your own family. So in conflict, when conflict does arise, um, you as the husband, if it's with your family, need to take up that fight. Um, your spouse, your wife in this instance does not need to fight your family. Um, they need to have not, nothing but positives, hopefully positive experiences. Um, and if you pit them against each other, um, then that's certainly not going to result in that. And then my final one um, is always remember that the more time your kids spend with your uh, your parents, the more say they're actually going to have. You know, we talked to earlier and about... do about it. Correct. We talked about earlier how they can have too much control within your children. But if they're, like, watching them 25 hours a week, I see a lot of folks that have, because they have to earn income, they might be single moms or something, but they have their parents watch their kids, and then they get upset and hurt when the, the, the grandmother wants to say... But if if the grandmother is watching them 25 hours a week, they need a
1: say. Well, this isn't true of your children, but Sarah and Daniel's kids Mm. would be hellions if it wasn't for your mother and I.
2: (laughs) The discipline that you
1: Finally, somebody step in and (laughs) save these children.
2: Uh, So be okay with that. Yeah, it's it's actually respectful to them if you are impeding on them like you are out of necessity, um, but having your kids being watched by them, it's actually respectful if you give them some
1: say. Mm-hmm. And the reverse of that, and I've heard you say this over and over again to young parents, <clears throat> if you're if you know if your grandparents are just watching them, you know, a weekend here or there, you know, or just kind of normal ever so often don't worry about it. If they let them play video games and you don't, or if they give them gluten, uh, just don't freak, because they're out there, relatively speaking, such a short amount of time, they're not going to shape their values, they're not going to...
2: Yeah, you've got to allow your, your parents some sort of autonomy mm-hmm. in, in how they handle your kids.
1: I mean, I had one young lady... For whatever reason, she had this thing. She hated pink, and she was not going to allow her daughter to wear pink. The mother-in-law, instead, you know, would just when they were keeping them or whatever. Oh, I bought a new little thing, and it would have pink in it, and you know, she just pitched a fit. Uh, she would, have, you know, she actually had a problem between we say go tinkle, not wee wee, and and my mother-in-law keeps saying wee wee, and she comes home from their house saying she wants to go wee wee, and that's not what we say. obviously, there was an anxiety disorder going on here, but it's that type of thing. Don't worry about it.
2: Or just keep your kids, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or keep your kids. Don't (laughs) do date nights. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then lastly, let's just say for giggles that you actually do have Cruella DeVille as your mother-in-law. And she is married to Hannibal Lecter your father-in-law, let's just say that you have parents-in-law that have literally been belched out of the pits of hell. If that's the case, which is not the case, in but let's just say worst case scenario, that's true. Then I hate to be the one just to pull the God card out, but if we if we call ourselves believers and we call ourselves Christ followers, then we are commanded to do good to those who spitefully use us. We are commanded to love our enemies. Uh, and what did you say? Man, if you're just loving people who love you back, what good's that? Pagans do that. Satanists are going to do that. That doesn't make you different at all. So worst case scenario... If we're believers, we are not given the option of just, well, I hate them and I refuse to associate with them. Of all our responses, we're simply not afforded that as an option if we are believers, much less when it's going to be hurting your kids, it's going to be hurting your spouse, and it's going to be hurting your marriage by taking that stand.
2: Jimbo, good job today. You actually sounded intelligent and spiritual.
1: Really? Yeah. Did you notice I was picking my nose through half of that?
2: (laughs) It's like people are actually going to think you know what you're talking about. That's amazing. Uh, Good stuff today, Jimbo. So in-laws, if you believe that this is a problem for you and your spouse, um, then we will have uh, some more steps, um, four more steps online at ParadoxPodcast.com so that you can check those out. Also, you can find our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts there on ParadoxPodcast.com as well. Um, and just if you have any questions about the show or would like to write to us, you can do that there as well. Peace out, G. All right. Have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye.
0: Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. and researched by Dr. Jimmy and Dr. Josh Myers. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julilylescar.com If you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox...
1: Married sex is very different than, than not married sex in terms of where people's
2: minds are and what their attitude is and, and particularly if there's been any
1: trauma or abuse in their past. That usually shows up almost immediately as soon as a, a, a couple gets married.